the Rams house powered by guys in shorts. Whose house? Rams house. Oh my gosh. It's been a couple weeks since last we talked. We had to take a week off because we were so devastated by the Rams' loss to the Seahawks. Well, I, f- I figured if, if the Rams uh, aren't going to show up to play, why should we show up yeah, to pod? Yeah, Well, in fairness to them, that was actually a close game. I feel like they did show up to that one as they lost 30-29, to 29, and we'll talk about that. Close is not a win, though. It was this last week where they didn't show up. Oh. Losing to the Horrible. 49ers, 20-7. to 7. Ugh. Not happy about it. Not at all. We have all that to discuss. The They did make some moves, though, in light of that awful game. They did. Yeah, we had some trades go down. We'll discuss that. And look ahead at Week 7 versus the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, my in gosh. In what has to be a win. Rams really need a win. That it, we need a win so badly. It's not must win, but it's must win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Darren Besa. And uh, let's talk some Rams, shall we, Mr. Besa? I guess. Let's do it. <laughs> it's going to be a little you're not, hard. You're not as but excited as you usually uh... <laughs> are. <laughs> it's going to be a rough one, guys. Oh, my gosh. Well, we don't need to spend too much time doing it, but we we did skip a week. And uh, my apologies. We, uh, eh, no good excuse. We skipped no, a week. No, yeah. Yeah. We needed a little vacay. Life gets in the way. Yeah. Um, so the Seattle game, which we didn't have a chance to discuss, came down to the wire. They did. Zerline misses a field goal. He makes it, and it's a whole different story. We win that game. And uh, Oh, my gosh. We're... He was almost there. Almost there. It was off by just, just inches. Inches. Inches it was off. And... Uh, you know, before I talk a little bit about that game, I I need to uh, apologize a little bit because Uh-oh. the the Besa household was on pins and needles the entire game, <laughs> going down to the fourth quarter and the kick that Greg Zerline had barely missed, and I'm I'm pretty much apologizing to my neighbor. <laughs> Yet again, I've done it the last two seasons now on those close games in which not only am I my, myself, I'm in my man cave, I, I'm yelling explicitives to the TV. My, oh, yeah. Everybody can oh, be yeah. in that thing. Oh, yeah. You, you might have heard me all the way in Long Beach. Yeah. And uh, my wife is upstairs. She's she's doing pretty much the same thing. And my son is even downstairs. <laughs> you're not even in the same no. room and you're all watching the she, game. She yelling. cannot handle me. She cannot handle me when, I, when I'm paying <laughs> very close attention to the Rams. My son's downstairs and he's all up in arms. And after that kick sails uh, slightly right through the uprights, mm. My, my doorbell rings, and my neighbor comes over, and he asks, is everything okay at the base oh, of the house? Oh, you're kidding. No. He, he's done it a few times last season. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, and he, and he did it yet again on Thursday night football <laughs> when uh, he heard the screaming and yelling going on oh, at our house. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I, I owe him funny. a bit, little bit of an apology. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That that beats my story. I was at a gas station in Barstow watching the game on my phone while uh, I was driving out to the lake. And um, 
I was in the car alone yelling, but I, I don't think I got any weird looks. But Oh, I did. That was rough. That <laughs> it was. was a rough ending to the game. I thought they had it. Yeah, you know what? The Rams, they had it. This was a game that was measured by inches. And I'm not just talking about the field goal. I'm talking about the matter of fact that Jared Goff threw some uh, balls that you know, flew a little bit over our wide receivers. They had their fingers on it, but they just couldn't quite reel it in. We were in the red zone a few times, and we just couldn't really punch it in. The more you look at it, it was just a game determined by inches. And, uh, you know, Thursday Night Football, um, Todd Gurley has said it himself. He doesn't really enjoy Thursday Night Football. But that Thursday night, yeah, he hates it. That Thursday night game was great. And I I wouldn't say even the week before that. uh, This is a divisional rival against the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, you're you're in Seattle. You're playing against a tough team, against a tough crowd. You want to go ahead and win your divisional opponents. As you look into further on into the season, the main core of the teams that you want to beat are those teams in your division. Sure. Seattle is one of them. As we saw this past weekend, 49ers is another one. Not saying that the Cardinals aren't going to be one of them. But those are the teams that you really need to go ahead and get past. And that was a game that we were in it. We were in it until the fourth quarter. We had those opportunities. In it until the last second. We had yeah. It it was up until the last second. And it's it's very unfortunate that, you know, we just couldn't pull it off. Greg Zerline, he's become Mr. Dependable. Sure. He's been making those kicks. I think in the first quarter alone. He hit a 47-yard field goal. He hit a 33-yard field goal. But him to go slightly right on a 44-yard fielder, it's not really what you wanted to see. And uh, you know what? And it's out of character for him. It's out of character. I'm not going to blame the loss on him. Our offense could have done much better. Our defense could have done much better. Maybe play calling could have done much better, but... A win is a win, and we didn't win. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. It hurts. It stings. But, uh, yeah, like you said, we're in it. It uh, it wasn't wasn't the worst performance we've seen. No, no. It I re- feel like that came this it, last weekend. It, no, but <laughs> this weekend was, was really bad. But, you yeah. know, going back to that Seattle game, it, it was a very winnable game. Yeah. Our, our wide receivers, they went off. Cooper Cup went off for like 117 yards or so. That was his, what, third or fourth game going for plus 100 yards. And I think I even mentioned that uh, uh, maybe a few episodes ago. If, you, if you're one of those guys who, who drafted Cooper Cup in the third round, you're doing well sure. with Cooper Cup. He's oh, getting yeah. you those points in your fantasy football team. Um, you know, Todd Gurley, he, he was another guy that necessarily didn't produce on the ground, but he got two touchdowns. The run game was a little bit better than what we saw from the week earlier versus the Tampa Bay. Uh, things were slightly improving, but at the end of the day, we lost it. It wasn't a win, and it's unfortunate. All right. It is. It is unfortunate. Ugh, and I hate to do this, but let's let's move on and discuss the 49ers loss. I would like to point out, and this isn't necessarily good news, but... I think it's official that the 49ers are legit. Yeah. They well, look good. 
they look good. As yeah. as you can see, their with, defense is yeah, solid. Yeah, offense is seems to be firing on all cylinders with Jimmy G, um, which I hate because they're in our division. But um, yeah, this was we we certainly didn't do ourselves any favors in this game. But the 49ers are the real deal. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that was a if they were four and zero by accident just because of the matchups. But um, I think we can say they're they deserve to be what now five and zero. Well, you know, look looking into this game, even even pregame, you think to yourself, you know, th- these are the 49ers. They they didn't look like that four and zero team. Um, and and after that win on Sunday, maybe they just are now that four and zero now. Well, now five and zero a team. But even going into this game. You're kind of set back with three starters that the Rams didn't have. You don't have Clay Matthews, who's out for with a broken jaw, yep. and we're not going to see him this week. And you're not going to probably see him for the next at least a minimum. I mean, how long does it take to to mend a jaw? Is it five weeks or six weeks or so? I feel like you don't even use your jaw in football. Come on, get out there. Well, a appara- hockey player. Apparently, be out there. apparently you do. Um, you know, just for your chin strap for your helmet, I guess maybe you, you need something to go ahead and strap it on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Todd Gurley's out, and uh, you know, Akeem Talib with his rib, rib injury, he's also out. And and I know those are three good quality starters that the Rams didn't necessarily have on Sunday, but we still should have produced a little bit more than what was seen on yeah, the field. Well, because I, but I'm going to say I. Don't think the defense. We held them to twenty. Yeah, like defense did its job. Yeah, really. You know the Forty Niners. That's a great offense, as it turns out. And holding them to twenty is not terrible. So even with all those injuries, I think that side of the ball is encouraging. It's the offense. Yeah, that is a massive concern. Based off of that week, I hate to overreact based on one week, but man, that was atrocious. Yeah, and you know the game—the game actually started out pretty well. 49ers get the ball. Marcus Peters uh, somehow uh, gets a hold of it. They they turn it over to the Rams right away. Defense—they're doing their job. They're doing their job right off the back. And that moment in time when we really depend on our defense, they somehow come through. The offense right away looked good. The, yep. the offense looked good. Probably Ran the ball the entire first possession. Yeah, the first series, they ran the ball. Malcolm Brown gets it for about seven times or so, produces about 40 yards. He's averaging about eight yards per carry. Uh, Robert Woods gets it into the end zone for a touchdown. It's all runs. They're moving yep. the chain. They're showing some progress. So much progress compared to what we've seen against Seattle from what we've seen against uh, Tampa Bay that you think, you know what, in a matter of one week, they've turned things around. This is a Sean McVay. That he made the we, adjustments. Yeah, he made that yep. adjustment. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah. We saw that 2018 Sean McVay where he's, you know, he's, he's utilizing the run game. A lot of people thought he got away with that, but not necessarily the case. And he's going to be using it this game, even without Todd Gurley. You, you're having sure. Malcolm Brown. You have Daryl Henderson, our third string running back. But what happens after the first series? 
after we score yeah. a touchdown. Depending on the run game, Sean McVay is going to abandon it. Yeah. I, I'm very confused. I get confused on movements like that coming from our head coach that was dubbed Baby Belichick, who is knowledgeable, who we haven't seen necessarily this season abandoning abandon such a threat for our run game and just chop it up to Jared Goff throwing the ball downfield, which isn't panning out. Yeah. Why I, Why abandon it? And that would be my number one question. I don't understand it for the life of me. I, I can maybe see it that things aren't necessarily going to work out all the time. Yes, the run defense that 49ers had was great, but you just don't abandon it. Yeah. I I. I I didn't get it either. Yeah. So, so okay. So <laughs> the performance was awful, and there's a lot of things to nitpick. Um, the offensive line also being a huge concern. It seems like we've taken a massive step back from the 2018-19 team. Yeah. Um, and then Jared Goff and his missed passes – uh, that has been a huge concern. Is this Jared Goff making a regression? Is it that the Jared Goff we saw was so good because he had so much time because of the offensive line? Is this something uh, where we need to fix the O-line and we'll get Jared Goff back to where he was? Or or what? Probably What's a going on? <laughs> Tell me. I need to know now. Probably a little bit of both. Can I say that even when Jared Goff did have a little bit of time on those instances where our O-line did protect him, that he's not making those throws. There were, there were plenty of opportunities in Sunday's game in which you would see Jared Goff overthrow it. And, that's and what, he would have that yeah. time. He would either overthrow it or he would even, at some, at some point in times, you would see the ball just dip right in dip. front of the wide receiver into the ground. Well, he's rattled. I think it's. I think because he knows that at any moment, you know, he doesn't have the time that he did. I mean, he he could read a book last year. He had so much time yeah. in the pocket, you know. The, and this year, that is gone. So, you know, we need to see this guy, you know, under pressure more and and making better decisions under pressure and and you know maybe working better out of the pocket and and stuff like that because um, the the. We didn't see that this last weekend. Yeah. And that's well, a concern. Well, I, th- I think, uh, uh, you know, the the Rams organization, they really kind of undervalued the the progress and the hopes that players like Roger Saffold, who's no longer on our O-line, um, um, Sullivan, who's no longer on our O-line, they, they brought that veteran experience and they brought that protection for Goff. Um, and when you get rid of those players and you're replacing them now with rookies... Oh. They 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 haven't really panned out, and maybe our rookies just you know maybe needed another year or so under their direction before we let those players out. Um, not only not only do you have to deal with Saffold and Sullivan, you had to look, kind of look at uh, Andrew Whitworth. I mean, he's a guy who who we have depended on uh, yeah. for the last few seasons, and he's been pretty solid. And whether you think you know what Father Time has has kind of gotten to him a little bit. Um, he's not doing that great of a job as what he has done last season. Uh, honestly, Jeff, if, if you put you and I 
on the defensive line, we could probably beat our O line. That's <laughs> that's how bad they are. Wow, they're, they're really rattling Jared Goff, and we see the kind of production that Jared Goff has had last season, and the the really dip of progression that he's had this season. It's not looking good, and yeah. and I would I would hate to say it, but uh, uh, the the key to this team really lies upon Jared Goff having a lot of time. Yeah. Maybe in three years from now or in a few years from now, when you really give Jared Goff that experience, he's under coach Sean McVay for a few more additional years, that he can make those adjustments, that he really gets the presence of when the pocket pocket collapses. Right now, he's his timing in his head is a little bit off. You give him yeah. maybe a half more second Maybe one more second longer, he can go through his checks. He could find Brandon Cooks or 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 Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. But right now, he can't depend on his O line. What he has to do is just get rid of the ball as quickly as possible. And it, it's it's an, it's not a good scenario right now for the Rams. Yeah, it's. Well, I don't like it. I mean, especially as much as we paid the guy, uh, it, and it and it looking like he was as good as he was last season because the offensive line gave him so much time. If we're paying him that much, he needs to be better under pressure. He does. And that, that, that is big. So we put a poll on Twitter Mm -hmm. asking what the Rams biggest problem was. E all of the above is not an answer because (laughs) we said biggest problem, not what are the Rams problems. Uh, Besa, what were the results? By by a commanding result, the offensive line was by far the biggest issue for the Rams yeah. in that poll. I think that's 65% right. 65% of you voted that our O-line really needs some help. Okay. They're, they're, the defenses are, as I said, they're blowing past them. They're not giving Jared Goff that time. He's making these these rushes and throwing it. Jared Goff is not that quarterback. He's not a Russell Wilson where he uses his legs. He doesn't get out of those situations in which the pocket collapses and he can get himself out of a jam. That's Russell Wilson. Yeah. He's had a little bit he's had a few more years in this league compared to Jared Goff. Maybe in a few years that's going to happen, but right now our O-line needs a lot of help. Uh, and what were the other options? I think second was Jared Goff himself. Jared Goff himself, yeah. And and is is it is it a fact that Jared Goff is a bad quarterback? Uh, well, last season he was a great quarterback. Or is it the fact that he's not having enough time because of your number one vote, yeah. which is the offensive line? I think those kind of go hand in hand. They they're tied to each other. If you give any quarterback, you can even give yourself, Jeff. Yep. Give yourself, you know, a few more seconds to go ahead and make a possible throw, assuming you can go ahead and throw a spiral football. Oh, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> you might be able to uh, go ahead and make those passes and, and hit up a wide receiver or a tight end. But if you have no time, yeah, you know what? You're going to go to your obvious uh, player that can possibly get open. You're going to try to hit them up. And if it works, it works. And half the time in the Rams instance, if it doesn't, well, yeah, it's not going to work. Or less than half the time. Yeah. And then the other option, third option was... Was play, uh, Coach uh, Sean McVay. Gotcha. And, and his play uh, calling. 
Yeah, his play calling uh, this year, uh, it, it's a, mis- a little suspect. Yeah, it's its a mystery to me. I don't know where the direction is coming from, but uh, you never want to you never want to abandon your run game. And and I mentioned that uh, in the 49ers that we just had. When you show so much progress in that first series where you're you're getting run after run and you're making a touchdown as a result and all of a sudden abandon it, it looks very suspect. And even even during the second quarter, uh, you have our third stringer, Daryl Henderson. He's going for great yardage. I understand in the second quarter he, uh, or in the third quarter, he gave up a uh, a fumble in the in the end zone, but he showed some progress on the field. He's getting positive yardage. He's moving the chains. Why abandon it all of a sudden? Yeah. And and those situations, I I, I kind of question when you're going, you know, for for, you know, ten plus yards on a third down, and you're throwing a quick pass for only three or four plus yards. It's not going to get you there. Yeah. You want to see that Sean McVay who took the risk last season. I don't see that right now. Hmm. And that's the Sean McVay I am missing. I yeah. miss that guy. It's like going in the supermarket and, and you're walking past the milk cartons and you see that uh, missing <laughs> face. <laughs> Sean McVay. Have you seen, <laughs> have you seen me? Yeah. Sean McVay's Who's face. Who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. His spikes aren't as spiky this year, I feel like. Apparently not. Yeah. Yeah. Spiky hair. Yeah. Oh, man. And the final option in the poll was the defense, which I think we can all agree the defense is maybe uh, not looked as as invincible as it did last season. No. But um, it's, that, still, it's still not losing us games. No, no. It's it's definitely not losing your games. Uh, you, you've had Marcus Peters over the flat over the last few games. He's he's getting those uh, interceptions, so he's showing some progress on the field. Uh, yes, I understand our corners are giving up some big plays, but at the at the same point in time, you're not going to win a game with seven points, yep. and that's what the Rams did on Sunday. It takes a little bit more. And that really comes from the offense. You can have great, uh, you can have great defense, but seven points is still. You still need a little bit more than seven. Yeah. Well, that's what the fans have to say. But uh, as it turns out, the Rams organization and Les Snead disagree on what needed to be fixed because <laughs> today they made some moves, and uh, it was the defense that they decided to upgrade and and leverage. Some first-round picks uh, of our future. Yes, yes, they did. Darren, what happened? <laughs> what do you think? You do you remember ever going to TJ and and you see that kid uh, who's who's always trying to sell you those chiclets? Uh, and, I feel like that's racist. <laughs> but yes, and, and, yes, I, I and, do. and I'm not going there. <laughs> Rams first-round picks. We just like to give them away. <laughs> <laughs> We're just tossing them out left and right like they're they're a package of chiclets and and again, you know what for the next two years for the 2020 draft for the 2021 draft, the Rams have given up a first round pick for a cornerback in Jalen Ramsey. Now, if you were to ask me, if you were going to say, hey, Darren, let's go ahead and, and grade this move on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it about a 4. Really? Yeah. Uh, honestly, 
you know, I I, I understand that Marcus Peters, who Jalen Ramsey is going to go ahead and replace, he's had some problems, and Jalen Ramsey is a guy who is going to go ahead and and take over for him. He's probably going to do a better job than Marcus Peters. But where is the problem that this Rams organization has? Is yeah. is Jalen Ramsey going to get you to the Super Bowl? No. 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 Beside from that, let's for argument's sake, because apparently they thought that the defense needed beefing up or maybe they wanted to sign a name or, or you know, trade for a name. Or I, I, I don't know. But couldn't you argue... So two first-round picks and then a fourth-round pick, yeah. right? And yeah. and these are, in all likelihood, hopefully, going to be lower-round first-round picks. Like, they're going to be towards the end of the round. So these aren't, you know, the number one Are, are we watching guys. the same season this year? <laughs> hey, we're 500. <laughs> we're 500. We're at least middle of the road right now. But, uh, um, I mean, couldn't you argue that, I mean, this guy is... He's the kind of guy that you hope to get with one of those first round picks, right? In a draft. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's so so. Let's say in in. I mean, how many first round picks do you actually do actually do they actually pan out? You know, how many players that you draft in the first round actually pan out? So we t- spent two first round picks to get a guy you would want to get with one of those picks. Yeah. So the 2020 first round pick is with the team right now. And that's Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean So there you go. Yeah, but at the same time, look at it this way. How much are we going to pay him? Well, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another thing. And, and I'll and, let Les Need worry about that. Yeah. And I, I know you can kind of restructure everybody's deal and you can kind of, there's a lot of on there's a lot of playful ways to go ahead and interact with contracts. And right now, I mean, the Rams, we, we have a lot of players that we are paying. Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, Jared Goff. So does it bother you? now, Jalen Ramsey. So does it bother you that the trade, what we gave up for that player or that we traded for a cornerback? It bothers me that we traded for a corner. Yeah. I understand the fact that first round picks they're they're an iffy subject. They might not necessarily pan out right away. They're they might pan out down the road, but those are prospects. And yeah. you can't really gauge how prospects are gonna go right off the bat. Yeah. We know what Jalen Ramsey is gonna bring. We know what he has done in the past. He's gonna be a great corner. I think he's going to be a much better corner than what Marcus Peters has to offer. But at the same point in time, he doesn't bring the Super Bowl to the Rams yeah. this year. And I'm not saying that Would the it, Rams are going to not go to the Super Bowl or into the playoffs. We have holes that this team needs to go ahead and fill. Yeah. And and the only person on that poll in my opinion, who kind of got it right is, you know, our arch enemy in the studio is is Ben Garcia. <laughs> not not to go oh, ahead no. and give him any credit, but I'm going to go ahead and give him some credit. Ah, because What did he say? He said, well, he should have said E all of the above because that's, that's the case. It, it's not our defense. It's not Sean McVay. It's not just our offensive line or Jared Goff. It's everybody. 
we have more problems on this team other than securing a top cornerback. And and it starts with top down. Yeah. Start with the play calling, get to the offensive line, and from that point in time, the rest will work itself out. Okay. Hmm. So, we also at least made some sort of attempt to, it looks like, improve our O-line. Yes, yes. So we made a trade for a center? Yes, what, uh, the Rams got a center, Austin Corbett, from the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, for getting him, we gave up a 2021 uh, draft pick. In addition to that, um, we picked up a linebacker, Kenny Young, from uh, the Baltimore uh, Ravens. So we're, we're more so adding depth, I think, uh, in, in Sean McVay's and in Wade Phillips's mind. We're going to go ahead and kind of stick with our, our players that we have in the meantime, whether that be Jamel Demby. Um, these, these are players that can provide that depth. I'm not going to say that they're not going to start. Maybe uh, a player like Austin Corbett uh, is going to go ahead and take over for uh, a, a position on the O-line. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see how everything does pan out. Hopefully, things will turn themselves around. I know we have a big game this weekend. Yes, it's not a division rival, but at this point in time, any yeah. win is a good win for the Rams. We need it, a it, win. It, it, it might be messy. It might not look good, but it's still a win. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Week seven, we head to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Yeah. This uh, Falcons team, their defense has not looked good, so that's uh, you know hopefully going to give Goff a little more uh, room to breathe and uh, make some plays. Hopefully, McVay will not abandon the run and learn his lesson. Um, on the other hand, their uh, offense is still the Falcons' offense and and has been known to put up points on the Big board. Numbers, yeah, so. Um, yeah, well, and and talk is maybe Jalen Ramsey might play with the team this weekend. Yeah, he might be there. I don't. I I know he just arrived in L.A. He he's getting his MRI done. Uh, he's he's had a back issue uh, these last uh, two weeks. Whether it was really a back issue or whether it was a disagreement yeah. with his former team, maybe being in a new city, maybe in a new surrounding, he's really going like to come out and LA play. LA makes everybody feel better. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It does. Absolutely. He, he's in Hollywood right now. And uh, if he's anything like Marcus Peters, who loved when he first came over to the Rams, uh, he's he's going to shine. Yeah. And I think uh, Jalen Ramsey might be that corner who's really going to shine for the Rams. Uh, hopefully it pans out. But, uh, you know, you look at that Atlanta game coming up. Atlanta is, what, 1-5? Their record is, is very dismal. But at the same point in time, their offense, as you said, they look good. Matt yeah. Ryan, I believe he leads the league in yardage. Uh, he does lead the league in uh, touchdown passes. So our defense, they, they have some uh, some players that they need to watch out for, whether that be uh, Matt Ryan, whether that be Julio Jones. Uh, they are definitely a concern um, the right now. Currently, the Rams are slated to uh, win by a favor of three points over and I'll under. Take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, for a road game in Atlanta, which is also a hostile environment, yep. um, three points is pretty big. Hopefully, Vegas oddmakers got that right. Um, 
hopefully Jalen Ramsey is a part of it. Uh, we did get a little bit of a setback um, this week as uh, John Johnson, in addition to everybody else who is on injured reserve, such as uh, Aqib Talib, John Johnson is also going to be out our safety mm. due to a shoulder injury. He is out on injured reserve, and if you don't know how injured reserve works, he is out for a minimum of eight weeks. Eesh. So uh, both uh, uh, John Johnson and Aqib Talib are out. But uh, if, if Jalen Ramsey is in, not going to say he's going to turn things around, you got to look to our offense. you got to yeah. look to Sean McVay, spread the ball around, you know, we, we saw a lot of progress that uh, Gerald, Gerald Everett had in the in the Seattle game. He went off for 136 yards. Utilize those players that don't necessarily get the ball. Yeah, Gerald Everett, uh, Tyler Higby, spread it around to uh, players like uh, uh, Cooks. We haven't seen much of Cooks uh, this season. Yeah, don't uh, I know it? He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> well. <laughs> Shame for you. I believe you still have uh, Jared Goff. No, I put Kyler Murray in because uh, okay. Goff was <laughs> he, he going went against off, the 49ers. He went off for seven fantasy points for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Luckily, he was on my bench. Kyler Murray, though, he's uh, he's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. He did well against Atlanta. Yeah. So hopefully, the Rams can do the same. Yeah. You know what? Sean McVay, turn things around. Yeah. Go back to your 2018 roots, spread the ball around, hit up some different receivers that we haven't been utilizing, hit up your tight ends that we thought, you know what, a, a previous tight ends coach that you were with Washington, maybe you can utilize them a bit more. You know what, do something different. Maybe throw in two backs for all I care. Throw in Malcolm Brown. Uh, with uh, Todd Gurley if he comes back on Sunday. Actually, we don't even know if Todd Gurley is going to be in on Sunday. Right, right. Uh, right now, that's kind of uh, up in the air. Uh, it's a day-to-day situation with Todd Gurley with his whole thigh contusion, which I thought was a little bit off for Todd Gurley because... with these contusion, thigh contusion. What yeah, the- yeah. And, 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 and what scares me a little bit is it was out of the blue. Yeah. It, it kind of sounded like at least it was presented like... You know it. The coaching staff really didn't know about it. Uh, the coaches didn't really know about it. And if you're hiding things like that in which your trainers are supposed to know about, these are the players or the, the personnel who will get you in that mindset, who will who will make your body a temple, who will adjust it so you make sure you get on the field. And if you're hiding that from a lot of these trainers and coaches, uh, it, it's not a good look necessarily for Todd Gurley, but Hopefully the situation has worked out. Hopefully we see him on Sunday. Yes. Do something a little bit different. Jared Goff, get into that mindset. You know what? Hopefully your O-line will buy you that uh, that half a second or so, a little bit more time so you can get those decent passes to your wide receivers. Make those plays. Because yep. the Rams right now, my, my, my finger is halfway pushed on the panic button. I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm looking over the oh, ledge, Oh, come on. Jeff. You're overreacting. There's no. one game. There's two games. We've lost three in a row. When was the last time Sean The McVay- Seattle <laughs> game doesn't cause a panic. That game in its on its own doesn't cause a panic. The Tampa Bay game and the uh, 49ers game, those are worried. See, Tampa Bay caught us off guard. Uh, the 49ers are the real deal. See, this is rainbows and butterflies yes, it is. that you're speaking. Yes, it is. A loss is a loss. I'm trying to end on a positive NFL. note. 
Darren. <laughs> We've heard your side of the story. <laughs> Darren's overreacting. That's the real side. Hey, I'm with the fans. <laughs> my my hand is halfway on the on the panic button because wow. Yeah. If if we lose to a one in five team, tell me you're not. What is your gut? What does your gut tell you? We let's say we win. Uh, or or knowing what we know now, mm-hmm. do we win this weekend? Wow. See, oh, I, you're even questioning yeah, it? Yeah, I, I have to question oh it. Oh, my gosh. We're going to win this coming, weekend. <laughs> we're going to win this weekend. We're going to beat Cincinnati the week after. Then we get a bye, and so we're going to we're gonna relax. I think that's how it goes. Are we making the playoffs? I sure hope so, but honestly, Jeff. Oh, you're protecting yourself. Don't even finish that <laughs> sentence. The answer is yes, we're making the playoffs. I'm being honest with make myself. A, how about that? You're going to make a wild card spot. Well, I'm not going to. I'll refrain from that. (laughs) All right. Well, we better get out of here before uh, Darren continues this pity party. You're you're the one who put me on the hate couch, by the way. I know. I know. So I have to bring the heat. Sprawled out and just soaking it up. No, nothing to panic about. We got this. We're going to fix it. Against a one and five team, I sure, I sure hope. hope so. I sure hope so too. Otherwise, next week. Otherwise, next week we'll probably not be here. We're oh, just gonna. Well, there you go. Shot. All right, we're out of here. Be sure to follow the Rams House on Twitter at the Rams House. It's real easy to remember. Uh, also, if you haven't done so, check out uh, Guys in Shorts podcast. We uh, do a show over there. We talked about sports, entertainment, pop culture, all that good stuff. Mm. And a uh, quick shout out to the King's Realm. That's another uh, uh, fellow podcast of ours. Yeah, our, do, our uh, sister station. Yeah, the, our sisters. Yeah, our sisters yeah. over there. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, um, they do a. Heck of a show on uh, the Kings, the L.A. Kings, oh, to be confused with the Sacramento Kings. And, and they do a great job, especially when they do it drunk. Oh, which is all the time. You know, we down they a bottle do, of whiskey, but yet they might down a couple of them over there. They, yeah. They know they, how to party. They are a friend of the drink over yeah. there, for sure. Good times. Uh, that is it for us. I'm Jeff Wilson. That's Darren Besa. Whose house? Ram's house. Gosh, we really need a win. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Uh.